Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. We are seated on the couch with a lovely bottle of red wine. I am Wendy. That is Melissa. And uh, this is an even-numbered episode, so we've already killed most of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we've we've gotten started already. So you better hurry and catch up. Yo, yep. what? So And, and the, the red wine is indeed red wine. <laughs> That's... That's what we're drinking. Red wine. Yeah. Don't pin us down. We're not in the mood. It's, it's a mix of everything red. It's just... Was it red? red? Wine. Was it wine? Then it, we will drink it. Red wine by Foghead. <laughs> That's my commercial. I just wrote them a commercial. That's a good commercial. <laughs> it was red, it was wine, and we drank it. Foghead. And and it was like five bucks at the closed liquor store. <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's no reason you need to spend lots of money on your alcohol, people. No reason at all. Did we tell you what we're talking about, listeners? I don't think we did. We we need to talk about what we're talking about. The concept for this podcast is very nebulous. Melissa and I are going to have a discussion about art versus entertainment. Yes. So, as... I, uh, we don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> no, we and where normally, you know, Melissa has her list that she has compiled and curated. Um, and we we quickly plot out what we want to talk about. This is a lot more just, well, wait, which movies would you call art? Which would you call entertainment? And what is really the difference? So, Batman Begins versus The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins, that's entertainment. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, that's art. It's a little bit more of a challenge. I mean, I, I feel like we need to define our terms. I mean, well, what like, is I, art versus what is entertainment? I feel like that's what the whole podcast yeah. is, is what yeah. are our terms? Why is that art and why is that entertainment? And is entertainment sometimes art and is art sometimes entertainment? Well, well, I, think, I, well I think it's a gradient. Is there? A, but I, well, well, no, no, I don't think it's a gradient. But I think there's like a Venn diagram with overlaps and things like that. Yes. Yeah. But my concept of entertainment, like just pure entertainment, is it's it's something that doesn't challenge you. It's something that gives you what you want. It's it's something that. Mm. Okay, so kinda, Jaws. It, Jaws doesn't challenge you. There's a lot going on. Right. And it's really well constructed. But it doesn't challenge you to look deeper or make deeper connections. Right. So I'd say Jaws is entertainment. I mean, there's an art to the way Jaws is crafted. Yeah. But I think Jaws as a film is entertainment because I think, I, I think it, 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 I mean, it's not something that challenges your worldview. It's not something that you need to bring to the table to enjoy that piece of work. It doesn't make it's, deep comment. Well, I mean... 
it does talk about the horrible things people do in the name of yeah. commerce or whatever, but it's it's not some allegory. It's not. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, or, or Star Wars is entertainment because it doesn't. It, you you sit back is, and there is an art to how perfectly it is crafted, right? But it doesn't ask you to pay deeper attention somewhere, right? Right. Okay, so what but, about? But on the other side, art would be something where it it challenges your worldview, or it it asks you to bring something of yourself to it. Like you have to sp- or spend. It, you, you have to kind of think creatively to make something of it. Either philosophically or even all in all, for me, and I'll, this is my personal viewpoint, or even just um, intellectually. Like sometimes it's not so much that it's asking you to make the metaphor or the satire or uh, the philosophical connection that it's just, it's so densely crafted Mm-hmm. That to pull all the pieces apart and to appreciate all the levels that it is playing on mm-hmm. requires such intellectual exercise that it crosses over into art because of how carefully it was constructed. Right. Like the prestige. Yeah. It's entertainment, but the construct of it is so layered. Right. That the puzzle itself, or memento, mm-hmm. it's so constructed and so intellectual. I mean... It truly is constructed on an intellectual level of, I'm going to tell this simple story, but I'm going to tell it in the most complicated way possible. Mm-hmm. And as you watch it, having to keep all the pieces in motion at the same time, that becomes art, not because of any deep philosophical meaning, but simply of, wow, that's like creating a Fabergé egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, but I also don't think it's a dichotomy between smart, dumb entertainment no. at all either. Because I think, I think on the art side, the art can also be tremendously simple. Oh yeah. But and and entertainment can also be tremendously complex. Well, I think you can have but, dumb art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you totally can. But I'll I'll bring up this movie which I just recently saw. Uh, Marina Abramovic, the artist, is present. I haven't seen. The Artist is Present is a documentary that was made by HBO Films a couple of years ago about Marina Abramovich, who is this performance artist who has been active since the 60s. One of the foremost female performance artists of all time. And a lot of her stuff is very... She involves herself very bodily into it. Like some of her early pieces involved like her cutting her skin and, you know, like she'd strip naked and cut her skin in public um, and and carve stuff into herself or she'd throw herself against the wall repeatedly for hours or just sit there screaming at another person, just the two of them screaming in a gallery for hours and hours and hours. Just the, these weird endurance sessions and you know whatever you, you think of that stuff the film itself builds up to this point in her career where she has this huge retrospective in the museum of modern art in new york city and the centerpiece of this exhibit which covers several galleries um is called the artist is present where she took three months and 
for the entirety of those three months when the museum was open, she was sitting in a chair in that gallery on a hard-backed wooden chair at a table with another chair across from it. And you could walk into the gallery and sit down across from her, and she would look up and just look at you. And that was the entire piece. You could sit there and look at her for as long as you liked, and it would just What if you be... tried to talk to her? She wouldn't respond. But, but it's a very famous piece because for whatever reason, when people just sat down on that chair, there's something really potent about sitting across from a person you do not personally know and just looking into their eyes and they look back at you with like no judgment whatsoever. And people would just be coming away from this piece of art just floored and it 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 is like this perfect distillation of a moment and it's 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 not a complex thing that's all it is and yet that's art oh yeah well but <laughs> but, it but, is, I, but i mean but, it is but the active but it's... the active but the active thing is that you are part of it and you are bringing it's something to it the observer and the observed is yeah. It's stepping into art. It's public space and private space. It's identity. Mm-hmm. It is uh, social context. I mean, there's a lot going on there. But yeah, the the actual action is very simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that is art. Is something that is seemingly simple, but so much more is happening. Mm-hmm. Just an aside, dear listeners. I really recommend the documentary because it's it's amazing. There <laughs> there is a moment that is just devastating in it. it it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's devastating in all the good ways. I don't have to sit and watch her like actually beat herself against a wall for hours, right? Um it not for hours. Oh, that's they're just so... they're just they're just little little yeah. snippets of that, what you That would be very uncomfortable. And I mean, bravo to her for not for enduring it, but that's powerful art, mm-hmm. even in concept of just, uh. One of the things I was thinking about is, okay, I think we can all think about, and we even talk about socially, of oh, it's just pure entertainment. Oh, it's just a popcorn film, like mm-hmm. National Treasure. That yeah, ain't that's art. entertainment. That ain't art. That ain't art. <laughs> that ain't art. But that sure as fuck is entertaining. Um, <laughs> the Hangover, there is an art to how carefully it is constructed. Yeah, um, but primarily. So that's then I was like, okay, can I think of a movie that is art that is not entertaining? <laughs> you know what? My brain sped out at me immediately. <laughs> Eraserhead. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, most of the oeuvre of David Lynch really falls into that. I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm making this movie. I don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> that's David Lynch. I'm making a movie. I don't care if you like it. I I find Eraserhead weirdly entertaining. Though, I mean, not on an entertaining level. <laughs> not but, actually entertaining. Well, it's, just... it's entertaining in the way I find things entertaining, which are not ways that other people find entertaining. I mean, there there's this... Okay, for those of you who have not seen Eraserhead, there is... There is a man and a woman and like the man has gotten the woman pregnant and she has an alien baby. It's a man confronting his fear of fatherhood, blah, blah, blah. It is art with a capital But But there's there's an alien baby that cries in the night. 
and with its little alien what face, I really, eyeless alien face and it's swaddled and what i remember and, is him looking into the radiator and the little woman with the weirdly with with the chipmunk cheeks and the sperm are falling from the ceiling yeah and she's yeah. Like, in heaven there, everything is fine in yeah. heaven everything is fine you'll have your good things and I'll have mine, or some. I yeah. got the tune a little, but it's just, and she's sort of just stepping around as these sperm things sort of drop near her, and then she sort of scoots away from it, and then, and a then sperm she steps things, on them. And and then, yeah, it's, and I was just like, "What the shit am I watching?" <laughs> I mean, and I was in college for theater, and they're like, "Hey, you want to watch?" It's really arty, and I'm like, "Sure," and then I'm like, "I am not this fucking arty." <laughs> we have found the edge and this is on the other side now the thing is i saw that at a, at a cast party after after a play and boy were we entertained <laughs> i think i watched i think it was just me and and my boyfriend at the yeah. time and he was yeah. also artier than i was i feel like yeah the more you people you watch that with the more you're all going what the shit i know right what the hell is gonna happen now that's some fucked up shit. Yeah, we, was that fucked? That was seriously fucked up. We seriously had a lot of fun watching that movie. I mean, there, that movie has shit to say, but at a certain point, art can be so obtuse that it kind of comes around the other side. <laughs> hey, here's one for Tim Wick. Yeah. Art that is not entertaining, the ballet at the end of American in Paris. Ooh, boy. That would be Tim Ooh, Wick's proposition. Boy. It is... And I actually kind of subscribe to Tim's point of view in that it is an entertaining piece of dance Mm -hmm. in its own right that does not serve the movie at all. I'll agree with that. So it is good art on the one hand, but its context makes it bad art. (laughs) Bad art. No cookie. (laughs) Well, what do you... I mean, I feel like anybody who is in love of musicals is like entertain me entertain you need to sing and dance that shit come on (laughs) i mean no don't get me wrong you can have art Mm -hmm. sweeney todd this is the tale of sweeney todd that is art not the movie version not the movie version not the movie version (laughs) art versus entertainment versus shit Poop. I'm not even going to call it shit. That's poop. Just poop. That's just poop. That's just. That's a turd. Because shit has sort of power to it, right? Ah, shit. That was shit. That's just a turd. It just went plop and just sank. And feces just sounds too erudite. It does. It does. Yeah, like like they were trying for something and failed. No. 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 You were not feces. You are poop. <laughs> Okay, so I was I posited to Melissa, okay, let's pick like a category and like start throwing out movies. Is it art or is it entertainment? Like who'd win in a fight? Um, so then it was post-apocalyptics or sort of dystopian futuristic films. Brazil? Brazil, I would say, is art. I would I agree mean, with it's, that. It's, enter- it's very it's entertaining. It's very entertaining, but it's... But that, it, that has shit to say and you kind of gotta look for it. Well, and... Yeah. You know, to get the full depth of it. For me, if it's a movie that I can, like, if I'm sick with a cold and I'm home from work and I would pop it in just, ah, I'm homesick. 
I'll watch this. That's probably an entertainment movie. Mm-hmm. I would not pop in Brazil when I was <laughs> no, sick with no, a cold. No, 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 no. No, Bra- Brazil is not something that you would pop into prop up your your mood or to no. um oh i know to, to... i'm gonna eat a bowl of ice cream and watch some brazil yeah because it's a feel-good movie this is a feel although i i did find it in the comedy section now grant it is funny it's very funny but i was like but it was like right next to something ridiculous like abbott and costello or something like really yeah. incongruous and i'm like you got Brazil, like, right here, Mr. Video Store Man. Well, yeah, because it's from those Monty Python guys. No. Oh. Well, oh, no. Well, um, this was, by the way, not Video Universe. They would never say anything so foolish. Because <laughs> those people know their fucking movies. Uh, so, Brazil art, there's a lot going on there. Concepts about society mm-hmm. and social responsibility and identity and Catherine Hellman. Catherine Hellman and her quest for youth. And all and and corporatism and that fucking desk. Oh, the, yeah. the older I get, the more I work in offices. That desk shit. I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I work in a fuse environment and I will talk to you about personal space and personal workspace. Yeah, who thought we would have actually encountered the desk in our lifetime? I have fucking encountered that desk and I am here to tell you I fucking hate Fuse. And other people are like, I kind of like it. I'm like, you can suck my dick. <laughs> I dislike it. So yeah, when when you watch a movie and it makes you cry a little bit because you see your own life in it, that's art. <laughs> I could just about look at like the entire filmography of Werner Herzog. There's there's kind of a spectrum there. Like he, he, you've got some of his early work. Like there's the uh, the ecstasy of the woodcarver Steiner or whatever it's called, which is a documentary about a guy who is a woodcarver but also a professional ski jumper. I'm sorry. It's German. It's very I'm, German. I'm gonna take it aside. I have found the definition. If Melissa likes it, it's art. And if Wendy, <laughs> Wendy likes, likes it, it, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. But no, no, hear me out. Because I have not seen these films that you're talking. Oh, you're no. Like, I oh, don't... let me talk about the whole catalog of Werner Herzog. And I'm just looking at you like, what? Dear listeners, I have seen every single Werner Herzog movie. Of course you have. And that's why I'm looking at you like, what? So, so there's this movie about a ski jumper he did <laughs> back in the 70s. And this is an art film. It's a, it's a documentary, but no, really, it's an art film. Because it doesn't really tell you anything about ski jumping, but it's kind of this, this hit. It kind of becomes hypnotic after a while because he keeps filming this guy jumping off of a ski lift and it's like flight. And and it's narrated over by this German guy talking about, you know. <laughs> well, you know, as you do. And... <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of a Swedishy German. Guy. That's a very Swedishy German, but it, it 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 just kind of becomes this weird visual lyrical poem about you know mankind conquering gravity. You okay. Know. Well, we'll we'll go with that. And you know there there was another documentary he did in about that era about um, auctioneers in Wisconsin. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's okay. It's a documentary, and yet it goes into art film because eventually it stops being about th- this auctioneering competition where they're auctioning off cows. 
And it just kind of starts getting into the rhythm of how they're talking. And, and this is great radio. I actually did a slow take to the microphone on that one. Yeah. It's about auctioneers in Wisconsin. Slow take. Okay. Can you imagine in the early 70s, Werner Herzog going to Wisconsin, filming an auctioneer's convention and watching cows being auctioned off? Do they talk like that? It's called How Much Wood Would a Woodchuck Chuck? That's the name of the film, by the way. Do they talk to each other like auctioneers, even in conversation? Because I would be no, hilarious. they don't. Because I would love it if two auctioneers got together and as they talked, they slowly got faster and faster with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what are you doing. I don't know what are you doing. I'm gonna go over here. I'm yeah, gonna go over here. What do you want to order? I want some French fries. French fries. French fries. <laughs> but then you get other stuff in Werner Herzog's lineup where we're. He did the Bad Lieutenant remake with Nicolas Cage. Oh, sweet Christ. I know, right? Okay, so the original Bad Lieutenant <laughs> starring Harvey Keitel is about this corrupt cop who... I couldn't even remember what he's the plot a is. He's a, he's, a he's, 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 a, he's a corrupt cop. Anyway, there's a remake that happened, I don't know, five years ago? I where, know. Where, but... where Nicolas Cage is playing the Harvey Keitel character. And it's Nicolas Cage... Being Nicolas Cage for an entire fucking movie. <laughs> it's, hey, Nicolas Cage, you want to be a corrupt cop and do everything wrong? Yeah. Sure. I got a weekend free. And they're, I, I, and I'm having a flashback. I think, I think Val Kilmer has something to do with it too. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Werner Herzog made this movie. And like, there is, there is a point where there's like, hallucination about an iguana and i don't understand it at all but it's tremendously entertaining <laughs> but maybe it's art it maybe may... it's art i don't know about that i think herzog's just fucking with us at that point so dystopian movies brazil art fifth element entertainment yeah what else um logan's run art or entertainment Ooh, that has some stuff to say about society but but at the time know. it was made, it was an entertainment. That's true. That's true. I mean, because now it feels much more arty because our because the pace is so different from the way movies are made now. Yeah, made now. but but I, but I think slow doesn't necessarily mean art. Yeah, but it kind of does now. I don't know. I don't I, know. About I, that. I'm not talking. I should say slow often means pretentious. That's different. <laughs> Pretentious is different. But but you know what I'm talking about. This films of, I'd like you to think this is art. So I'm going to slow it down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All that jazz. That's art. Art that is very entertaining. Yes. As opposed to other musicals, which are pure entertainment, like, oh, I don't know, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very different. <laughs> know if i could call that entertainment when your mouth was like what is this <laughs> they made this oh god they're what? raping women and singing about it <laughs> they're singing about raping women <laughs> that was a special sort of pain <laughs> i wanted to show that to you so bad oh, when that god. popped up on your list i'm like you haven't seen seven you need to see seven brides my, my seven revenge brothers. will be sweet Wendy. <laughs> i know what i'm gonna show you after that oh. <laughs> sing it in the rain art or entertainment i think it depends what scene of the movie it's in 
Mm. Ah, I think most of it's entertainment, but there are parts that veer into art. But it is so, again, at the it has achieved classic status because it's perfect. Well, yeah. So when you... When you have construct some, constructed an entertainment perfectly, does it then cross over into art? Because you have reached the platonic ideal. And that almost gets into an art versus craft argument, though. Ah, okay, yeah. And, it, and I mean, I have a hard time delineating art versus craft because I feel, I mean, I... I'm the sort of person that I I like a really broad definition of art. Art is what artists do. So well, I mean, even even a shitstorm like uh, yeah, oh god, well, like National Treasure. That's my sort of go to. Look at this. That's sure loud. Even National Treasure, it succeeds. Some now like the, it hot art or entertainment. I think that's entertainment. So that again goes into perfectly crafted perfectly crafted entertainment okay um now here's an interesting straddling the zone thing hitchcock i think hitchcock is both entertainment and art at least later hitchcock once you once you get into the 50s oh, and i mean 60s, his, his shit was wildly entertaining yeah but if you if you really brought your a game into like analyzing his stuff you could go deep down that well as well yeah. I mean you could you could enjoy Hitchcock on one level. On one level or many, many, many others, depending on how deep you wanted to dig. Yeah. Is that craft? That's hard to say. I, I think Cause like rope, that's a really interesting experiment. That which, is craft though. Yeah. I'd say that's craft because that is the the challenge of let's see if we can make a movie in one unbroken shot. That is craft. That is Let's see if we can make this work. Let's let's bring our A game and make this cinematic puzzle box. Okay, I just had a thought. I said you were the person who does art, and yet you're the person who also does B movie and schlock. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I guess I'm just plebeian over here with pop culture and musicals. I am I'm happy where I am. It's fine. We bring the full spectrum, Wendy. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> well, you said blow up versus blow oh, out. Blow up versus blow out. There's an interesting pairing. Okay, so blow up is a uh, Antonioni movie. Antonioni? Yeah, it's Antonioni. That's just fun to say. Yeah, Antonioni. 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 It's like Inception. Antonioni. Or it's an onion of Antonioni onion. Antonioni onion. Antonioni onion. That's just fun. It's it's a funion. It's an Antonioni onion funion. I tickled myself. Antonioni fun. Antonioni onion funion. You were saying what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was about to talk about a famous <laughs> Italian film called uh, Blow Up. Okay, so Blow Up is Antonioni. A Antonioni film. <laughs> Antonioni, <laughs> from See, the sixties. Satisfying. God it's like, damn it! It's like yodeling. <laughs> Italian film from the nineteen sixties. That is, it kind of takes. Okay, blow up or blow out? Because we got all Antonioni. Blow up. There. 
Okay, Blow, Blow up, up is an Italian film from the 60s. Italian film from the 60s. By a man whose name we don't need to repeat. Right. And it is about a photographer who who is normally a fashion photographer, but he's out in the town. One day he's out in the town taking photos of something. And he gets home and he starts processing the photos. And he notices in the background of one of his photos, it looks like he accidentally captured a murder in the photo. Like the action of a murder. And so he keeps blowing it up, blowing up the photo and blowing it up and blowing it up and blowing it up to try and find out what happened. And, you know, eventually, I mean, this whole movie is kind of this exploration of if you only have so much information, you can keep falling down that rabbit hole, but you won't discover anything more. Yeah. So it's this art film that kind of takes the trappings of a this standard mystery thriller but doesn't have any of the normal payoffs hmm okay and it's very it's a fascinating movie it's beautifully filmed it and it's kind of this really because it sounds like an entertainment but you're telling me it's more of an art film yeah it, it really is okay. and if you go into it thinking it's just an entertainment you're probably going to be really sorely disappointed but it, it if, if you take it kind of on the art film level there there's a lot to say there because it 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 has a lot to say about society and about this just this process and kind of the this weird emptiness that this character is in um fascinating movie really kind of beautiful to watch it's kind of beautifully filmed and it's kind of this wonderful little jar of 60s nostalgia as well there's kind of this weird it 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 kind of captures that Haute fashion, nineteen sixties Italy. Oh, yeah, Child. yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. We should and then we should put in the show notes Eddie Izzard doing his Chow 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 But blow up. Wait, no, blow out. That was blow. That out. was blow out. Was, I'm sorry, Blow Up was the first Blow one. Is Blow the Out Travolta is film. the Travolta film from the early which, 80s. Which I have seen is De Palma? It is Brian De Palma. It yeah. is a remake of Blow Up, except with a sound designer instead of a photographer. I didn't realize they were related. Yeah. But that totally makes sense. Yeah, they are. One's a remake of the other. So Blow Out is, you know, of course, Blow Up, it refers to blowing up the picture. Blow Out, it refers to when you're you're making a record audio recording and the sound goes out of the range of the recorder and yeah. that's a blowout. Well, so, but also isn't it, there was a, a tire blowout. Yeah. So there's levels there. Cause there, I remember the levels. film and he's listening to it and he's like, Oh shit. Cause he's out just recording. Yeah. He, sounds. He's recording ambient sounds and he accidentally captures the sound of what may be a murder. Yeah. And from there, it's kind of a loose remake of the original one. And it's a far more, uh, the De Palma film is a far more standard thriller. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's American. Much more it's by the numbers. And, and, and the fact that it's De Palma means that it could be a tremendously flawed film, which it is, but it's De Palma, therefore it's fascinating to watch at every moment. Because yeah. it, they're, they're, uh, Brian De Palma can make movies that feed your eyes so 
so exquisitely that you don't necessarily care at the time that this movie kind of is a little shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is really unfortunate. But Blow Up is one of my favorite De Palma films. It's it, it I find that one to be a lot of fun and it's young Travolta and it it's an interesting concept and you know ultimately I f- I feel it's a little bit more satisfying than than the Italian film, but I mean, I'd say it's, even though it's De Palma and there's a lot of craft in De Palma and De Palma has a lot to say about privacy and, and, you know, modern technology in his film, it's more entertainment than it is art, which is what the source material was. All right. um, Once Upon a Time in the West. Leone is really hard for me to parse out in that context. I mean, a lot of what he's doing is amazing piece of craft, but they... But again, the it's films. almost a meta commentary on the entire genre. Yeah, that's true. That's I true. mean, like good, the good, the bad, and the ugly, or any of the the dollars, right? Any of the dollars mm-hmm. trilogy, that's meant to be entertainment, no matter how beautifully it's crafted, yeah. right? It's a classic now because of the craft, but it's entertainment. Well, I feel like Once Upon a Time in the West is reaching the level of trying to comment on it as a genre, which makes it more art. Yeah, you know what? I'll agree with you on that one. Okay, so... But I mean, going even further down that path, you have The Unforgiven, which is... Oh, that's totally art. Yeah, which is totally disassembling the entire Western genre. Yeah. Seven Samurai? Ooh. (laughs) That, that... Well, Kurosawa falls into the same bucket as Hitchcock, I feel. Kurosawa is the Japanese Hitchcock. Mm. Kurosawa was making populist movies that also happened often happen to have many other layers to them. And Seven Samurai is, of course, one of his greatest achievements. Okay. So... And, and I mean, I, I I can say the same for Ron and Hidden Fortress and okay, so Kagamusha I... and, you know, pretty much any of his samurai movies are, you know, on one level you've got samurai movie. And it's on a another, samurai movie. It, it, it's fucking Kurosawa saying so much more. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of directors. Yeah. Spielberg. Spielberg's another one where I think, although I think he veers more into entertainment than art most of the time, but every once in a while you happen upon something that goes a little deeper, like War Horse. I still haven't seen. War Horse. But I you really know that's like. based on a play. Yes, I, I do. Have you, have you seen the footage of the live horse they use Mm-mm. the puppet no it's amazing you need to, it is you need to look that because they've done like a documentary on the the puppeteers and how they created that horse mm-hmm. and how they they work to have it breathe yeah and the way it moves because it's like three or four puppeteers operating that horse mm-hmm. yeah it's the puppeteering of it is amazing so when i heard they were making a movie i'm like Okay, that's interesting in terms of it's an interesting story. But part of what made it a breakaway theatrical experience was... The puppet. The puppet. Mm -hmm. That it's not a real horse on stage. Mm -hmm. And how are they achieving that? Well, the interesting interesting thing about the way Spielberg took it, I mean, of course you're going to lose the puppet. But, you know, Spielberg took it the ball way in his own direction in that it's... First of all, Spielberg's bringing his experience in making war films. So he goes full on Private Ryan on this thing in terms of gravity. But he pairs it with 
this sort of John Ford sensibility. Huh. Okay. He, 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 there's, there's this tension in the movie between this idealized imagery of John Ford, this, this dramatic heroism of war, heroism, and then the the dirt and grime of it. And in the center of it is this horse, which never, ever, ever gets anthropomorphized. It is just a horse. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, which which is which was you know one of the primary worries I had. It's like, oh, it's Spielberg. Is it going to be over sentimentalized? No, uh, no, not really. It's okay. It's, it's a, it. I find War Horse to be a fascinating film. Saving Private Ryan, art. Or that's art. Okay, that's a deconstruction of war films. Color purple. Ooh, ooh. I think it's an entertainment. I think it's an entertainment too. I mean, it, it has a lot to say about racism, but it's everything that Color Purple is bringing to the table is right on the surface. Yeah, pretty much. Can we just agree that anything Charlie Kaufman has touched is art? All right, then here's one. <laughs> here's one. Ooh, this ooh. is an interesting one. Tarantino. Tarantino, I do believe, is art. I mean, well, is he? Art and... Entertainment. I mean, definitely, honestly, definitely, there's there's an entertainment angle, but because I'm sorry, Pulp Fiction is ridiculously entertaining. Oh, it is. It is. But I mean, when you look at something like Death Proof, Death Proof, I just about think is an art film. It is a whole commentary on yeah the Grindhouse films. It's it's about it's about the Grindhouse films, but it's it's also about I almost tend to say art film just because of the way it's structured. Because it has this very unconventional structure where the plot is told twice. And it rebounds in the center. That's the thing is, like, Pulp Fiction, it is such a deconstruction Mm -hmm. of very specific tropes. So much of his films are. So there's a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. But is there really? Or is it just... Is it just surface detail? Is it... Well, when you know more, you can get more out of it, though. Right. Like Jackie Brown, when you know those films, those black exploitation films, mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on in Jackie Brown. But you can just enjoy it the way it is. True. Um, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. When you know all the tropes of those particular... That particular style of film, then you can appreciate it even more. But it's that craft... Right. I And I think where I'm getting hung up is, I don't necessarily know if his films say a whole lot about humanity or the human condition or, you know, anything particularly deep, but it says a whole lot about pop culture. And Well, and pop culture is society. Pop culture do, is society. What do we choose to celebrate? What do we think is important? Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, so that was our discourse. It was, <laughs> I don't know how helpful that was. I don't know. It was fun to talk about, though. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to just talk about movies. I like to talk yeah. about movies and also just sort of bounce them off one another to kind of start figuring out where do they where do they fall. Mm-hmm. I and... like a lot of art, but I think it is true that art takes effort. A yeah. film that is art takes a little bit more effort. And often we do not want to make the effort. 
<laughs> is this the royal we for you, Wendy? <laughs> I'm talking, well, let's be honest about society. <laughs> let us be honest about society. But yeah, the royal we, yeah, by the time I get home from all the shit I've done, mm-hmm. and it's usually past 10 o'clock at night, but I'm a night owl, so I want to watch a movie all by my lonesome because my husband fell asleep a half hour ago. I'm more likely to pop in an entertainment because then it doesn't matter that I <laughs> fell asleep partway through or I shut it off with 45 minutes to go because <laughs> whatever. See, I prefer to be challenged, really, because I like to get stuff, first of all, that I haven't seen before, which is getting increasingly more difficult, but stuff that is going to show me something I haven't seen before. And, I do that with reading. You know, I think that's it, that you consume more visual media and yeah. I split my time between movies and books. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the books I read necessarily are deeply challenging, but I I do read a wide variety. <laughs> <laughs> I read National Geographic ma- magazine and I've got... I've got feminist things that come into the house and I've been reading more autobiographies and more historical works and, and all sorts of things. I've got this, I've got this autobi, I've got this biography of Fosse that is this thick. Wow. I've just, I've just started. It's seriously huge. I'll show it to you. It's it's so big, so big. Um, so yeah, so I challenge myself in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I do it through movies. So I need to show you some Louis Bunyal movies. Yeah, and I'm open to... I, I'm going I'm to throw Exterminating things. Angel at you one of these days. And <laughs> Well, and I'm open to these things because so often, even even though they are art, they are so entertaining. Mm-hmm. They are so enjoyable to watch or just so delicious. And mm, wow, that was... Oh, I'm so glad you showed me that. Ah, like, um, like Blanca Nieves. Which is yeah, most definitely art, or but it's still very watchable and very entertaining. Or uh, what was the name of that samurai film? Harakiri. Harakiri. Oh, that was that was some good shit. <laughs> it was great, wasn't it? Well, I mean, and that's, the th- <laughs> and that's the thing is, by the time I sit down to watch a movie, I am often in the mood for a cookie. That does not mean that I don't like a fucking steak dinner. <laughs> It's just that I have to make time for a steak dinner, mm-hmm. right? I have to make time for it. So that is, that is, I think, the the clear issue in my life between art and entertainment. <laughs> I eat too many cookies. That is my problem. <laughs> and now I have to find it. Aha, I have the Yay. definition. Yay! All right, so listeners, this has been our rather rambly, but um, hopefully at least entertaining discussion about what is art and what is entertainment. <laughs> and the reality is, who gives a fuck? Just go watch movies because they're great. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and nobody can tell you what it is and whether or not you should like it except you. Anybody who tries to tell you that you should like something or hate something, they can shut the fuck up and go suck a donkey dick. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Because you get to like whatever you want and dislike whatever you want. And that's why it's America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so this has been a Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I've been Wendy. That has been... Melissa. And it is super late. We have been drinking. And so we are going to bed. I'm tired. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. 
Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Art. Art. And... <laughs>